Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is be conscious of doubling up on cash. Michael, what you talking about? Thanks, Dallas. Um, this just happened last week. I had actually two meetings last yeah. week and it brought this out for me. So, so um, couples at different, two couples and at different stages. So, the, the, the first couple was already retired mm-hmm. and, um, and they had significant significant retirement savings mm-hmm. um the cash component or the visible cash component we'll call it the visible cash component of that was um a sum of five hundred thousand yep. dollars that in, they had in in a, in term in, deposits in, in, in bank accounts name. in their own names yep. um um they could afford to hold that much because they had significant other assets mm-hmm. and and the other assets that they had were um uh they had uh, a share portfolio of, of good quality companies in their own names and then they also had their superannuation 0% taxed account-based pensions. Um, the other couple was at the the uh, a different stage so they were, they were still some 15 yeah. years away from retirement. Um, they held about $300,000 in cash Um and they also had uh, individual companies and managed funds that they owned in their own names, mm-hmm. and then they had their superannuation. Now, when we looked at it, for for bo- what's what struck me for both of these couples was that the money that they exclude the money they had in superannuation and superannuation pensions for a moment, the investments in um, managed funds, ETFs, and shares was all one hundred percent working for them so none of that money was sitting in um balance funds or or cash funds or anything like that 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 money was that that was the money that was pulling its weight yep they also then had um cash and the second couple had three hundred thousand dollars the first couple had five hundred thousand dollars different levels because there's different stages in their life um and that was all clear there was, there was, there was, that was all that, clear that, as well. That was that, they had a job to do. That, clearly, that was, their backup money. Yeah, clearly that was their for emergency money. expenses. Um, that was for for market downturns. Yep. That was for so that that had a job to do. The, the investments in their own name had a job to do, which was was to grow over the long term. Yep. So when we got to the superannuation, I actually had a look at the mix of asset allocation under that. So the mix of of cash, the mix of you know, companies, the mix of you know fixed interest and things like that. Um, what I found was that they that they were both members of the couple were in a mix of balance, balanced, and conservative funds inside their superannuations, yeah. and um, those particular funds um, yeah, had a, had quite a high allocation to to cash. to cash and fixed interest as well. And when I when I put it out to them, it actually came as a surprise to them. Yeah, and when we looked at it. Um, they actually held several hundred. Both of them held several hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. In cash through their super fund, through their superannuation fund, and and 
we we again don't necessarily like this term, but it, it helps paint the picture when we X-rayed through and actually had a look at where the money was sitting. Yeah, they saw it in a um, a gross style fund. Yep, uh, but it was actually some of the money in their superannuation was 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 in a growth style fund. The other proportion was in cash and fixed interest. And I said, mm. well, if, if we ignore your superannuation here, mm. you've given very clear roles to yes. this other pot of money. Yep. This this pot of money that's invested yep. in your own names, that's yeah. You know, the job of that is to 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 grow for you yep. at that assumed eight percent or higher rate of return. Um, the pot of money that you have in in cash and fixed interest, your fallback money. The very different role. It's it's yeah currently returning under one percent. Yeah, but its job is That's different. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, over here in your superannuation, it's it's a bit of a mix. Yeah, here. it's neither it's, here it's, nor it's there. Not here nor there. And yeah. they, and they were, it, it actually came as a shock to both members of the couple. I thought yeah. I thought how many other people out there are yeah. listening that a, a doubling um, up on that that like that cash. are doubling up that are effectively doubling up on on cash and fixed interest. Which is okay if you're conscious about it. Yeah. And no. Well, well, for example, if the, if you know the, the couple that had five hundred thousand dollars in cash in their own name, they may well say, if they knew that they had say three hundred thousand dollars in in cash through their through their their super income stream, they they may well have looked at that and gone, oh, okay, well we only need if we want five hundred thousand dollars in cash and we've got three hundred through through our super income stream. Let's just hold two hundred thousand in our own name. This mm. is sort of what you're talking about. They, they'd they'd done the figures in their mind and gone, we want to allocate five hundred thousand dollars to cash, mm-hmm. without realizing that they actually hold substantially more than that because of the way their their super fund is. is being yeah, invested. for that particular couple, it was it was a it was very close to another half a million dollars yeah, of, right of, yeah. of, of yeah. funds yeah. that they actually had in cash yeah. that they just didn't realize because it was yeah. all blended together with yeah. a. A balanced and a conservative fund inside their superannuation. It's it's an interesting one because there's a conversation that we have with people in those last couple of years of leading up to retirement. So, you know, when you're a long way out from retirement, most people need a small amount of of money in in their own in cash in their own names, and it's a very clear separation. We for our for most of our clients, we're going. You have some cash in a bank account in your own name so that you've got access to it in emergency and so that if something comes up, you can get access to that. Then you want your superannuation to be 100% working for you. You know, if you're 55 and 10 years from retirement, you, you, you know, and again, this isn't advice, but you may well decide, I want some cash in my own name, which the job of that is, is a backup and is for emergency. The job of my super is to grow as much as possible over the next 10 years. In that last year or two of retirement and... I know that you're you're the same as me. Is one of the conversations that we're having with people is is around if if you're approaching retirement and we work out that your plan is to have, um, for example, two years worth of your living expenses sitting in in cash, and so you might go right. Oh, we've got one point five million dollars, and we want one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of that uh, in in cash, which we're spending seventy five thousand dollars a year, so that. Again, people's big fear is in the, the day that I retire, we have another GFC. I've got at least the first two years covered before I need to to take any money out of my my growth assets. So, what you actually find is at that point in time, there's kind of two ways you can go. You can either go right. I've got 1.5 million dollars in my in my super, um, and I I just change the investment strategy of of my I move that across into a super income stream. I change the investment strategy so that I have. Ten percent or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of my of my super income stream invested in cash, 
and I just start to draw out of out of the super income stream, and then when that when that next thirty percent drop happens, I just I just draw it out of that out of the the cash component of the pension account. Mm. The other way to go is to go right. Well, I've got one point three five million dollars in super, uh, which I move into an income stream. You, you may well choose to have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash in your own name, so that it's in a bank account there. And and sometimes people prefer that because it's a peace of mind thing. It's very tangible. They can go right. I know I've got that one hundred and fifty there. Whereas if it's a part of their super income stream, sometimes it doesn't feel doesn't feel as tangible. It doesn't feel like they've they've mm-hmm. got two years worth of living expenses met. So, and this is I think the point you're making is that we have a look at this with clients. You may choose to have some of your super invested in cash. You may choose to have some cash in your own name, but those it's all one big pot of money. So you, you have to you have to take that into account when you're looking at your overall way that you're going to be invested. You wouldn't do both, so you don't go. I'm going to have 150 thousand in my own name in cash, and I'm going to have 150 in my pension account. If I only want two years worth of worth mm. of living expenses set aside, so it's definitely one that is. I, th- I think there's sort of two ways that this happens. Is at retirement, people can double up because it, it's almost like a a doubly safe thing where I've got some money in cash, my name, and, mm. and some of my some of my super income stream in cash, but in you know, that's the decision that you need to make is how much cash am I willing to actually hold and trade off and not get the return I need. But mm. in that accumulation phase, I, I think it's just uh, for a lot of people, they're not aware of how that happens. And and the phrase that, you know, we see this all the time, we say to people, how is your superannuation invested? And they'll say, it's with SunSuper. Yes. You know, no, what's actually, what's happening is behind the scenes, if that is in a balanced option, some of it's going to be in, invested in companies, some's in property and some's in, in cash. And so when you're looking at what that decision of when you're still working or when you're retired, how much cash am I holding, you have to take all of that into account. Yeah, look, and, and never before uh, has the, the, the cash and fixed interest rate been so low. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, it's acceptable to hold that for yep. the right reasons. That's right. Um, one of the reasons is not to get a return on that money. You're not no. getting a return on that money if you after, especially after a, a yeah. factoring in yeah. inflation. Um, at the very least, you 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 you're breaking even. Yeah. Um, more than likely, you're going backwards okay. slowly on that. So, yeah. you need to be um, uh, very. You need to have a reason why you're going to hold so much cash, in, and 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 hence the name. Yeah. Um, it's something just to be aware of, be yeah. conscious of doubling up th- on, th- on, on cash and fixed interests. I think the, the other point, and we've touched on this in, in previous podcasts about balanced funds where it's a dangerous way to approach it to go, oh, yeah, what's the job of my super fund? Oh, well, it got a 7% return last year. Mm. Well, no, that's actually not what happened. You, the portion of that money that was invested in companies got a 10% rate of return. The, the 30% of it that was in cash got a 1% rate of return. But yeah. There, there is no, there is no in asset class that is a balanced asset class. It's just a, a mixture of those two. Yeah, it's so, a blend. It's a good point to make. Yeah, it's a good a, point. And that's what you say. The decision that you make about how much cash will I hold and how much of that am I willing to trade off a lower return for yep. that, you know, access to that money in an emergency or that stability or, or that ability to draw from in a downturn or whatever you choose there, you cannot. You can't actually be invested in a balanced fund. You, mm. you can only be invested in those asset classes that make up that balanced fund. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. 
We look forward to catching up again soon.